Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today um, about uh, the work of the Holy Ghost and then our response to that. We've talked on this podcast before about sin and about, um, we've talked about what the Holy Ghost does in conviction, but I want to read uh, John 16, verse 7 through, uh, through 11. And it says here, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I'll send him unto you. You know, what news this must have been for the disciples, if you think about it. Here, I've been with you. You've walked with me. You've been my disciples night and day. You've been with me. We've gone through hardships. They've tried to kill me. They've kicked us out of the synagogue. There's been all sorts of upheaval. It's been glorious. It's been dangerous. There's been walking on the water. There's been miracles. There's been multiplication of loaves and fish. There's been... I mean, it's been heaven on earth, and it's been hell on earth from the persecution. It's been this adventure. It's been this craziness, right? And so their life for the last three and a half years, you kind of you can't imagine your life without this Jesus who you just are keeping one eye open to see what he's going to do. And here he says, hey, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's better that I go away, because if I don't go, the comforter won't come. You know, can you imagine that as a uh, Lord, um, ain't nobody as good as you, right? But he's talking about the Holy Ghost. If I don't go, the comforter won't come. And then Jesus begins to talk about the work of the Holy Spirit. And he says here in verse 8, he says, When he's come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of the world is judged. And so I think it's interesting that he doesn't say the Holy Spirit will reprove the world of sins. He says the Holy Spirit will reprove the world of sin. And I believe Jesus was talking about the sin nature. He wasn't specifically talking about a sin. He was talking about the nature of fallen, the fallen nature of man. He's going to reprove the world of this nature. And then it says of righteousness and of judgment. And then verse nine, which is what I want to focus on, it says of sin because they believe not on me. So his, his summary of what sin is and, and the cause of sin and the basis of sin is that it's, it's an unbelief. The, the, the sin that the Holy Spirit convicts the sinner of is unbelief in Jesus Christ. I've said this before on here, but as a sinner, as a not born again person, it isn't fornication that sends you to hell. It isn't lying that sends you to hell. It isn't, you know, people have this idea that they're, if they're a good person, that they get to go to heaven. And that's, that's, the, that's the problem. They have this view. You know, you talk to people about Jesus. Hey, if you were to die today, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? And then they say, yes. And you say, why? And they say, well, you know, I, I'm a good person. I haven't done anything majorly bad. You know, even Islam, if you're, if you're good out, does your bad, you'll, you, on their side, if you're, a Muslim and your good out does your bad, then you go, there's a balance. If you do bad things, you've got to do good things to make up for it. But the chief sin of the world is not whatever. It's not one of the, 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 the sins that you can list. The chief sin of the world is unbelief in Jesus Christ. So the, so the Holy Spirit, when a sinner hears the gospel, what the Holy Spirit convicts the sinner of is unbelief, is that his, he, he, he has to come to the altar or he has to come to a place of repentance and, ex, and confess Jesus as Lord. In Romans, it says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, what? It doesn't say confess your sins. It says confess Jesus as Lord. So you're ridding yourself of an unbelief. You're, the, what, the difference between a sinner and a, 
believer is belief, is a confession on the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It isn't to say, Lord, I want to sit down. You know, that's where confession in the Catholic Church gets it all wrong. You know, when I was three years old, I did this. When I was four, I did this. And they're confessing their sins. They're going to confess. They're going to confession. And the Bible does say, confess your faults one to another. When you become a Christian, it's a different thing. You go and you say, Lord, this is what I did, and I'm sorry. Please forgive me and cleanse me from this. But but saying you're sorry for sin isn't for, saying you're sorry for 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 fornicating isn't what gets you into heaven. Saying you're sorry for lying isn't what gets you into heaven. Believing in Jesus is what gets you into heaven. So that's the sin. And then he says, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the Prince of the world is judged. And so we see that the found the the foundation. Unbelief is the foundation of sin and the source of sinfulness. The reason why sinners sin is because they're unbelievers. The reason why born-again people don't live a life of sin is because they've believed on Jesus Christ. So what, what the Holy Ghost is there to do is to get you to be born again, to change natures. You pass from death to life. We could spend a whole podcast on this, how salvation is a change of nature. You go from the nature of sin to the nature of righteousness or eternal life. But I want to focus on what he says next. So, so unbelief, unbelief actually means to depart from God. And so I want to read here in Hebrews th- uh, 3, verse 12 and 13, and it says, Take heed, pay attention, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And so here he's talking to believers, Hebrews, he's talking to the believers. He says, hey, you're born again, you believe in Jesus, but pay attention to yourself, lest if you, it left, lest any of you start to depart from the living God because of an unbelief in your heart. So keep a watch over your heart. You have to do a heart check on yourself from time to time. Hey, so am I, am I sitting in church, you know, making fun? You get into dangerous territory when you start talking against church and talking against what people do and the way people act and criticizing. That's dangerous. That's a, that, you know, people aren't perfect, but that's a dangerous place to sit in criticism. This is for somebody that's a dangerous place to sit in criticism of other ministries, of other believers, of, of the pastor, the way he does things, and sitting and making fun and critiquing. People, through unbelief, you can get a hardened heart. So it says here, an evil heart of uh, unbelief and departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily. This is what this podcast is for. Exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while, but I need to get my studying my notes together on it. On the, sub- on the subject of hardness of heart, I saw this theme in the Bible of hardness of heart, because then I asked myself, well, if the, what gets me to heaven is belief in Jesus Christ. As a believer, what does sin do to me? I used to believe when I was a teenager that if I sinned and I sinned and then died, that I would go to, I would go to hell. You know, if, you, if you're if you a Christian, you love the Lord, but then you commit a sin, you lie, and then you don't repent right away. If you lied and then got hit by a bus, that you'd go to hell. And I believe the Lord's merciful. But if you, if you're, what happens is in a case like that. And again, I'm not the, I'm not the, I believe <laughs> I don't get to make these decisions, right? But sin operates as a way of hardening your heart. So people who continue in sin are the ones who backslide because their heart gets hardened. The Bible says that you can be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So what happens is when people come into the to the faith, they come into the life of God, and then they never deal with the sin in their life, it makes it that their 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 heart gets hardened towards God. Another term in the Bible is dull of hearing 
or, or uh, a blindness of eyes where they don't even understand the word. There's like a dullness to them spiritually and, and they don't even perceive people can be sitting in church and responding to the word of God and it's coming alive in their spirit. And then you've got them there and they just, just don't care. And it's because sin has hardened their heart towards the thing of God, things of God. So what happens is there may be a sin, but then if you don't repent, what happens is your heart gets a little harder and a little harder. And then you get around the things of God and you're not as hungry and, and, and you mock a little more and you, and you poke fun and you, you find, you know, when people are doing things wrong, they look to see what's wrong with other people. Oh, that pastor, I heard him, I heard him say, uh, uh, I heard him make fun of somebody. He really should walk in love. That's not love. He was joking about someone's hairstyle. And, and you know, the pastor is going to respond, you know, give an account to the Lord for what he did. But people then find fault. And what's happening? The heart is hardening. Most people who backslide, it's not an overnight thing. It's a slow leak. It's it's a heart that slowly gets harder. And then there's a tolerance for sin. Well, this is normal. You know, I'm this. My, if all the other kids my age, I'm doing really good. I'm in Bible school. I'm reading the Word. I'm winning souls. So I'm you know I'm doing fine. A little bit of sin here. I, the Lord understands. There's no condemnation. And you make an excuse, and the heart slowly hardens. Sin hardens your heart. It also says that in Exodus. Chapter 9, let's go there. Exodus chapter 9, verse 34. I'll read this to you here. And this is them coming out of um, Egypt. And it says, When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. So sin causes you to head into the land of unbelief, and unbelief is to depart from God. So this is how people lose their salvation. There's a slow hardening. And then there's, it turns into unbelief and there's people, you know, I have friends who came to church with me and we were in the same, same meetings that I were, you know, out under the power of God, filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, I'd get in the car with them and they'd have worship music on. We'd worship the Lord and you could feel the anointing. And then now they're there. This particular person claims to be an atheist. Oh, it was all emotional. Was not, you know, just a hardening of the heart that departed. And then there was, then there was hurts in the church and offenses. And then the person denies that God even exists. Hardness of heart leads to unbelief. Hardness of heart causes you to not understand the word of God, the Bible says. When, when Jesus got in the boat and, and he said, how do you not understand? Has your heart been hardened? You know, I think what's interesting is there's, there's a, a story of Jesus where they, uh, he feeds the 5,000, right? And then he sends his disciples away on the boat and a storm comes and here comes Jesus and he's walking on the water and the disciples think he's a ghost and they cry out and he says, be not afraid. And then he gets in the boat and the moment he gets in the boat, the storm stops. And it says, and they were sore amazed beyond measure and they wondered, sore amazed beyond measure and I wondered. And then the, this is what the Bible says of that. It says, the, the, and they were amazed because of their hardness of heart, because they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves. Man, that's so crazy to me. But you know what the Bible's saying? Think about what a multiplication of fish and loaves is. Here you have this one who has control over the elements, who can multiply matter, who can change and manipulate matter. You can take loaves and break it and it can multiply. Crazy, right? So it can multiply. Had had they thought about that? Wait, 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 wait. This this God, this Jesus has the ability to multiply matter. He has the ability to, to command matter and matter multiplies and changes. Well, if he can do that for bread and loaves, then he can tell the storm to stop. He can walk on water. He could, 
He could fly if he needed to. I know there's no record of him flying. But he he went up to the mountain to be alone with the Lord. Who said he didn't fly down? I'm just joking. I'm I'm not going to say that. That's not a doctrine. I'm just saying it's within the realm of possibility because he can, he could, I mean, he walked through walls with his glorified body. And so you see this and it says that the reason they were astonished at him walking on water and stilling the storm is because they hadn't spent enough time contemplating the miracle of the loaves. And so a hardness of heart came. It says their hearts were hardened. A hardness of heart. I heard a preacher say, if you, if you see a miracle and you say, wow, that's hardness of heart, which is a, kind of a rebuke. Yeah, I went and I had this headache and I had these migraine headaches and, and the pastor laid hands on me and the, the migraines left. I haven't had a migraine since. Whoa, that's so awesome. Wow. He said, I'm Jehovah, I'm Jehovah Rapha. If we actually knew the God that we serve, that wouldn't be a wow. That would be a Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, but not a wow. What is that? That's us not knowing who we serve. Had they known, had they thought about, you know, people get into the praying, believing the Lord for financial miracles. And it's like they get tunnel version vision. They're believing the Lord for $500. And it's like people stress out. And then you realize you have the God of the universe, He's the God who, who brought billions and billions of gold into Solomon's hand. And we're his children. There's no Solomon on the earth today. There's no Paul. There's no Peter. It shouldn't be wow. Not only can you do the 500, he could, he, there'll be a time where you'll believe the Lord for 500,000. You'll believe the Lord for 5 million and you'll see it come in. Why? They that know their gods are mighty and do exploits in his name. So hardness of heart causes us to depart from the living God. So what do we do about it? Number one, we repent. Hardness of heart grieves God. The Bible says that they, Jesus was grieved by their hardness of heart because they didn't want him to perform a miracle on a man on the Sabbath with a withered hand. Pride hardens the heart. That's what happened to Pharaoh. Pharaoh through pride. Nebuchadnezzar through pride hardened his heart. Hardened heart caused you not to see God's goodness. So what do we do? Number one is you repent. And you know, repentance is a part of our life, whether we want it to be or not. It's a part of our life. It's a gift from God. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I've departed. If I, I'm sorry if I come around the things of God and I'm not, I'm not enthusiastic. If, I, if I've lost my hunger, Lord, I humble myself before you. Lord, burn in my heart. Your job is to maintain your spiritual hunger. You can be around the things of God. You know, I, I, this is, this, maybe I shouldn't say this on here. I walk through Bible school sometimes during the fourth hour. The, 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 if, you're around, if you're from around these parts, there's you know, four hours, and the last one's a video hour. And I walk through Bible school, and you know, I see people on their cell phones just scrolling, just on their cell phones, just scrolling. And Pastor Rodney's up there, and he's the power of God's falling. He's talking about being hungry. And then there's people on their cell phones just scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through whatever, just scrolling. And so you choose. Don't let yourself get around the things of God. And get a hardened heart. Keep your hunger. Keep your heart thirsty. Lord, I come to you. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm hungry for the things of God. Lord, I, I, I want you to do a work in my life. I want to live my life before you circumspectly. I want you to be pleased by me. I want my life to bear fruit. And one last scripture here, and it says here, 
It says that for this people's heart is wax gross and their ears are full of hearing and their eyes have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. That's Matthew 13, verse 15. On the other side of repentance, of turning away from hardness of heart is salvation. It's joy. It's peace. It's healing. It's life. There's life on the other side of dealing with hardness of heart. Let the Lord move in your heart today and come to the Lord wholeheartedly and get rid of hardness of heart and sin. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. I know a bit of a heavier one today, but this is the word of God. And I want to warn you because I want to see you succeed. I love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.